again, you know, being around for 27 years in Netherlands, Jill has has formed some incredible partnerships. Um, I could probably list in one way or another how each business in Ned has helped us in some way, shape, or form. You're listening to Relish This, the Purpose Marketing Podcast. Here's your host, Stu Swineford. Hey, everybody. Stu here. My guest today is Mike Reichert, and he is the Director of Operations at Wild Bear Nature Center here in Nederland, Colorado, which is just down the street from me. Mike and his team are really building an ambitious plan to, to educate and bring more people into nature. As part of that, they're building a new nature center here in Ned. So they're doing a huge capital campaign in order to try and raise awareness and raise funds for that construction. Uh, we talked about ways that they can expand that message and get more people on board, drive more revenue, build more relationships just through leveraging partnerships. And we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff. That was kind of the main thrust of our conversation. I really had a great time talking with Mike. I think that Wild Bear Nature Center does some really amazing things here for the local community and uh, beyond. And I would encourage you to check it out. I hope you enjoy the episode. Talk to you soon. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing excellent. Me too. It's a beautiful day up here in, in the Netherland area. I'm assuming you're here in locally. Yes, I live uh, I live in the town and I also work in the town of Netherland. Ah, fantastic. Well, tell us all a little bit more about Wild Bear uh, Nature Center and what you guys are up to these days. Sure. Um, well, before this podcast, uh, I was helping to check in um, about 40 kids for our summer camps that we run uh, for 10 weeks from the start of June till the uh, about the start of August. Um, it's, it's an incredible place, very happy, positive, you know, welcoming kids into the facility, uh, and then getting them out into the forest so they can explore and learn and play. Um, that's, that's kind of our whole thing. Uh, Wild Bear was started in 1995 by Jill Dreves, the executive director. Um, she also lives here locally, uh, Prior to Wild Bear, she was an elementary school teacher, um, started this organization with $500 in her savings account, and, uh, and it's grown year over year. Uh, and uh, surprisingly, over the last year during the pandemic, um, it's grown exponentially. Um, we doubled our, our full-time staff. Uh, we're in the design phase to build a net zero nature center within the town of Nederland. Um, that'll be uh, a destination for locals, um, front range families, tourists. Um, it's going to be incredible. Uh, I was, I was contemplating it the other day of, I really think it's going to be one of the sought after destinations in all of Boulder County. Um, just because of geographically, we're, we're between Estes Park, Boulder, and I-70, and there, mm -hmm. there really aren't any learning facilities um, kind of in that region. Um, yeah, so Wild Bear is open seven days a week, um, you know, aside from a few major holidays, uh, free visitation to anyone who wants to come in. 
we we're all about inspiring, um, you know, local community engagement with the environment and, and really trying to teach people to be better stewards to the earth so that, uh, you know, generations to come can, uh, can enjoy the wilderness that, that we get to enjoy in Netherland and the surrounding area. It's, uh, it's really a great facility. Um, our bread and butter, our kids programs and our summer camp, especially, but um, we offer all ages programming, uh, which we think is unique in Boulder County. So, for example, this weekend uh, we have you know a free bird walk for adults and families. Last weekend we participated in the Netherland Town cleanup, and we uh, we got volunteers to kind of walk around town and pick up trash and bring it back and uh, just really care for the environment. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, and then uh, you know we're we're just growing our programming. Um, like I said, we we've grown through the pandemic, and we hired an amazing education director who has huge ambitions. Um, for example, yesterday we did six separate kids programs throughout the day, um, and uh, and she's just as ambitious as Jill and I are, and and passionate, um, and wants to see. Uh, wild bear grow now so that when we quote unquote graduate to our new facility uh, we're ready to go and we have robust programming and it's it's full and it's exciting and um, and we're just getting people outdoors that's great I'm really excited to hear that you're expanding um, particularly after last year's challenges mm-hmm. um, and being able to get people back in person and and really showing them all the great things that are available in terms of, of wildlife and exploration and, and getting kids and, and adults out into the wilderness. I know that um, we're really excited about this new center that uh, that you guys have have started to develop and and um, you know right around the Mud Lake area. In fact, uh, I'm on the board of Netherland Area Trails Organization, and we helped build some trails on that property for you guys a couple of years ago um, for right. for nature walks. And so it's going to be really fun to see how that all comes together um, and and how you can get that, that really unique, um, exciting new uh, – you know, facility up and running. Is, is that the main thrust of, of uh, your outreach right now is trying to fund the, the construction of that new facility? Uh, yes, pretty much. Um, it's, it's a, just an amazing, incredible thing. Like I said, we, we hired Michelle Witte from California. She's originally from Colorado um, and just, she has big ambitions. And so, we have total trust in her on what she's doing and it's allowing uh, Jill and myself to, to really focus on the fundraising piece uh, while also kind of interjecting into the programs when needed um, to give guidance and things like that. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. I'm the second most seasoned employee at wild bear and I've only been there three years. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it goes Jill, uh, 27 years, lifelong, uh, dream and passion. Um, I was living in Netherland and, and was fortunate to find uh, a part-time opportunity at wild bear three years ago. And I loved it so much. Um, 
that I, I kind of, when someone left the organization, I said, Hey, I, I would love to do this full time because it's just, you know, you, you have the freedom to be creative. Um, you know, you can really move the needle, um, make an impact. We all talk about the, uh, think globally, act locally kind of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Netherlands, uh, you know, their ambitious sustainability goals for the entire town that, you know, is built into our mission and our belief system. And so Jill's on the, you know, a bunch of um, Envision 2030 committees. Mm -hmm. Uh, I work for the town as a subcontractor. Um, My title is beautification specialist. Nice. Um, and it's because we love where we live and we, yeah. and we really feel very fortunate. Um, prior to working at Wild Bear, I spent most of my time in Boulder um, because that's where my full-time job was. And I didn't realize uh, the magnitude and, and the amount of people who pre-pandemic came through this little town uh, from all over the world. Yeah, you know, You'd have people visiting from... Uh, China and the Netherlands, especially, that's always a funny one to see mm-hmm. pictures in front of the police cars because it says Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, we, we're, you know, we're small, we're local, but we can have a global impact just by the people who wander in our doors. Absolutely. Um, which is, which is really incredible. Um, and, yeah, the, the thrust of our, our goals right now are really focused on the nature center, uh, the new nature center, mm-hmm. because currently we're, uh, a lot of people don't even know we exist, even though we've been around for 27 years. Yeah, you're kind of uh, tucked in there in the mall. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I always call it the strip mall. Uh-huh. Um, and people wander in and they're like, oh my gosh, what is this place? Where yeah. am I? Yeah. Uh, they don't expect a concrete parking lot to have, you know, this homey nature center that also, you know, we integrate arts um, and, and we love to talk about how arts and sciences collide and art inspire nature inspires art and, you know, yeah. um, Yeah. All of those things. And so it's, it's going to be incredible um, when we're on the facility right at the corner of the Indian peaks wilderness. Um, It's, it'll be less chaotic because, you know, you're just, you're in the forest um, and I think families are going to hang out more, um, you know, when you're in the, the parking lot of the strip mall, <laughs> sure. it's so busy, um, and we make it work, but it, it's, it's not ideal. Um, so we're really chomping at the bit to get out of there. Um, even though it's been a great home for 11 years, um, and we actually just expanded to a bay next door, okay. um, to, to increase our, because we increased our staff, we needed more office space and it's a dual use office space, arts lounge. Um, you know, there's a need in Netherlands for artists to have a place to go and, um, you know, and create. Yeah. Um, And we love that. And so we, we have this eco arts lounge that's going to have pop-up galleries and weekend hours. Um, so it's it's still in the works, but uh, you know it's it's going to be incredible. I mean, I just learned the other day that Boulder County has one of like the top five concentrations of artists in the mm-hmm. entire country. Um, so we're hoping 
by providing more things for all ages that we kind of draw people up from Boulder um, because we've really had a lot of challenges over the past two years, not, not to mention the pa- pandemic, but um, Boulder Canyon yeah, it's uh, been year crazy. prior was, <laughs> was closed from 10 to 2, Monday through Thursday. Um, and when you're trying to get school groups to come up and, and participate right. in programming, you know, we were isolated to just Fridays, you know. And so once the canyon is free and clear, once the pandemic is hopefully under control, um, people are going to really seek us out, I think. Um, it's exciting, really exciting times. Yes, you guys have a lot going on, and it's and you've you've weathered some serious uh, challenges over the last few years. How is so? I know you you built a new website in the in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, what other uh, activities are you engaged in to try and try and raise funds for this new facility? Yeah, um, so we. Um, Prior to my employment, um, we weren't really engaged a lot in the Boulder community. Uh, we're really well known in Netherlands, obviously, and a few, you know, a few people in Boulder have either heard of us or have sent their kids to our camps. Um, so we've we've reached out and we've joined the Boulder Chamber um, okay. to kind of like expand so that people are are seeing our names. Um, we were going to try to participate in a bunch of the Boulder farmers markets, but they're not having uh, organizations participate this season. It's more just um, gotcha paid vendors and not nonprofits. But in the past, we've done Boulder farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the Netherlands farmers market this Sunday. We're doing one of those a month. Oh, great! I'll um, swing by. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, we hired a local architecture firm to design the building, um, Arc 11, mm-hmm. out of Boulder, and they have an office in Denver as well. Uh, the principal architect actually used to live in Ned. His kids came to Wild Bear. Um, so we're engaging kind of companies in Boulder to hopefully uh, start talking about us to their constituents. Okay. Um, we've hired Studio Tectonic to kind of give us um, advice and guidance on our, our professional exhibits. Because okay. right now everything is done grassroots. Right. Um, you mentioned, you know, the challenges we faced. We were fortunate that actually during the pandemic, because we're a licensed childcare facility, we were encouraged to stay open. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we had just hired our, our education director, Michelle, uh, five days prior to the pandemic shutting everything down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she got here excited for what was to come. And then, uh, you know, we had to close for a few months. Sure. But then we reopened, um, you know, we safely operated our summer camp during the pandemic. Uh, I give kudos to all the people involved. It was not easy. Um, but Boulder County being very supportive uh, you know, the grant funding that was coming through. Right. Uh, and then um, one thing that we just learned of um, that is, I think, really going to launch us forward, uh, we applied for the Social Venture Partners Catapult um, Initiative. 
Okay. Um, and they are a group of um, people and organizations and companies in Boulder uh, that, you know, we had to apply for. Um, it was very competitive, uh, lots of interviews, lots of, you know, Q&As, that type of thing. And we were selected. Uh, I don't know out of how many, but I know. Oh, congrats. Uh, it, was, it was very competitive. Um, it's a three-year guaranteed um, grant money, but they okay. also give pro bono services um, to help us where we're kind of falling short um, in some of our activities, you know. Gotcha. Uh, like you said, we're doing so much. Um, we, we were able to expand our staff, but we're still, you know, piecemealing things together. Um, right, right as best we can. And so we're really excited for their, their pro bono services because they said they're going to really help broaden our reach in the Boulder community. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting for us. We're, uh, we're getting ready to release a press, uh, have a press release sent out, uh, and then we'll start working with their partners to, uh, you know, to grow the organization even more. Great. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so it sounds like you're doing some grant work. Do you guys have access to any of the GoCo GoCo grant stuff, or does that fall outside of your area? No, we uh, we have applied for GoCo funding in the past. We partnered with the town of Netherland okay. um, last year on on a, a grant proposal. Um, we weren't selected, okay, um, but we uh, yeah we have some current grants that. Um, especially capital grants that are in the pipeline. Right. Uh, one in particular in Boulder County um, is called the Worthy Cause Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, where they take a portion of tax dollars yeah. and, uh, and support nonprofits. And, and we're hoping that's going to be a large six-figure gift um, that'll kind of launch us forward. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we're, we're kind of being aggressive with the new nature center. Sure. Uh, we want to break ground this fall. Um, construction in Netherland is difficult because of the it weather. Is. So yeah. we, you know, we have this tight window. Um, we have a local contractor who has also offered his services pro bono, oh, wow. which is about a quarter, at least a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Um, we'll see uh, when we initially did our estimates. Uh, yeah. It's it was, gotten crazy, right? Yeah. Prior <laughs> to the construction costs doubling. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, you know, with nonprofit fundraising, you just have to ask people and, yep. and hopefully someone uh, out of the kindness and generosity is able to provide. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if maybe a lumber company comes through and right. Uh, right. cuts those costs. <laughs> so do, do you have corporate sponsors um, or partners in, in that regard? Or I'm trying to get a feel for what assets you have that, that we could maybe help guide you to tap into in terms of, of expanding that reach. You know, one of the things that, um, that can be really effective is going after really big fish Mm -hmm. as opposed to a whole bunch of little fish. And I think it's a, it's a two pronged uh, approach for sure. I mean, we want to not exclude the little fish, but if we could get access to assets from someone large, um, whether that be, you know, funds or, um, or, 
potential reach, um, that can go a long way to being able to expand your or elevate your um, messaging to a, to a larger audience. Um, so do you, do you have kind of corporate partners that you work with at all that ha- might have access to large email lists? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so Eldora, the local ski okay. resort, um, is a huge supporter of all the nonprofits in Netherlands. Um, they're, they're really awesome. And their larger company powder, um, we're, you know, we're trying to kind of talk to the owners of powder, but the local people who run Eldora are very supportive. Um, and so that's a big one. Um, you know, they help promote one of our, uh, fundraising events, the backcountry film festival. Mm -hmm. Um, they've provided, uh, their facilities when we didn't have any snow to do our snow school program. Um, cool. We were allowed to go use their Nordic center for our snow, uh, snowshoeing. Okay. Um, which was really cool. Cause a lot of kids, um, you know, winter sports are expensive and, yeah. and a lot of kids don't get a chance to see a ski resort. Um, and we're really lucky that it's 15 minutes up the road. Yep. Uh, so they've been a big one. Um, one of the big fish that is on my radar, uh, is Google, um, since they are, you know, they have, they have have a facility in Boulder, right. And it, and it's growing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen their name on some other, uh, like the museum of Boulder has like a a creative space and it's sponsored by Google. I think it's called the Google garage. So I'd really, uh, I mean, I know we are we are very much low. We love low tech, so to speak. Sure. Um, we, you know, we're trying to disconnect kids from technology so they can reconnect with nature, but also technology is just a part of our lives. We have to embrace it as well. Yeah, exactly. But I'd really love for them to, um, swoop in and, and put their name on it to kind of maybe give back to the community to say, Hey, we understand, we're coming in, you know, we're helping Boulder grow and, and we want to give back, um, to something like this, that, that is really going to impact a lot of people. Yeah. It's my understanding that a lot of those guys have actually, uh, built or bought homes in the Netherlands area as well. So, um, you know, the, the Ned community has some, some Google, Google people in it, um, for sure. Um, yeah. And then so, I'm trying to think if there are any yeah. others. Um, we do work with a, a national organization out of Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called the winter wildlands Alliance. Okay. They sponsor snow school that, that is their program. Um, and so that's a great partnership as well. Um, because there are snow school sites all across the country. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I, I remember the first snow school program I went to, you know, explaining to kids that this can be your job. You know, we yeah. work with the CU mountain research station. Um, you know, they bring in scientists and volunteers and interns from CU mm-hmm. and telling kids like you can, this can be your job coming out here and digging in the snow and finding out what's happening underneath. Um, and I just remember a kid being like, what? I could do that for, for a career? And I was like, absolutely. So really opening kids' eyes to, 
to things that they might not be thinking of is is really special. Yeah, for sure. So a couple of ideas here. The first one is Google has a nonprofit program and you can apply for a Google grant and they will give you if you if you uh, are successful in your application, will give you up to $10,000 per month of uh, Google ads that you can run. So getting involved with that program could uh, potentially create opportunities for you. And then one of the things that we've seen work really well is uh, is running sweepstakes. And there is a company called TapCat, and I'd be happy to make an introduction to TapCat for you. Um, but they run sweepstakes programs for nonprofits. And essentially, that's one of the reasons I was asking about corporate sponsors is if we could if you can tap into the mailing lists, um, so the email lists from some of these large corporate um, opportunities, for, you know, particularly Eldora, um, and uh, you know, I don't know if CU could open up their system or not, um, but Winter Wildlands might be uh, Winter Wildlands Alliance might be, uh, you know, interested in doing that. Um, you can really really tap into TapCat's um, systems in order to bring in donations for um, for a sweepstakes run. Um, and it does a couple things. One, it, it brings in those donations, but you also get access to the uh, all the data, so all of the new people that would then be built into that list. And so I think that, that those might be some opportunities for you, and you can use those in kind of, uh, you know, conjunction with one another. So you can create a TapCat sweepstakes and then use your Google grant to drive uh, traffic to that and to increase the awareness. Um, so those are two ideas that, uh, that I would recommend looking into for your organization in order to, to try and broaden your reach and, um, and kind of supercharge your donations. For sure. And actually it's funny. Uh, we are a we did um, apply for and get a G Suite for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. We were approved for Google Grants. Perfect. And again, that's where, you know, small organization and team and still operating, you know, day to day um, and trying to do this huge capital fundraising, we're, we're kind of like trying to figure it out on our own. And yep. that's where it's kind of like I'm hoping someone through this SVP um, grant and, and program that we were awarded that someone there can kind of like take the reins with it yeah. uh, and help yeah. us get that going because, uh, you know, it's time consuming when you don't know what you're doing exactly you get it going and you spend yeah. a couple of days and you're like, Oh my gosh, I still haven't, yep. I have all these other things, but the tap cat thing seems really cool. Uh, and we have reached out to like the local REI store, Mm -hmm. Um, but the, you know, a lot of those places are very particular in what they carry and, you know, they're running programs that are very similar to what we're running. So sure. it's kind of like comp, I want to call it competition, but it, essentially it is when they're, yeah. Yeah. you know, having a snowshoe event at Brainerd Lake. Well, that's what, you know, we're doing yeah. on our property at Mud Lake. Um, but I will say the local, and they've been very supportive. They let me come in and talk to their um, staff and they let us table there one time. Cool. So they are very supportive. It's just, you know, like if we have a field guide and they, we want them to carry it, uh, 
you know, it's not approved. Um, but the Patagonia store locally has mm-hmm. also been really, really supportive. Uh, we love Patagonia cause they changed their mission statement a couple of years ago that yep. we're in business to save our home planet, yeah. uh, which we love. And each of the local stores, uh, are allowed, like the employees choose the nonprofits in, in the area that they'll support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tabled at their store before to promote events. Um, they've, they've donated lightly worn gear to, a you know, some of the families that great you know, don't have as much winter gear. Cause like I mentioned, it, you know, it's expensive. Um, and then anything we don't use, we distribute to some of the other local organizations here in Netherlands. So, you know, we're all just trying to help each other out, but yeah, those are those are great sources. I'm going to look into that Tapcat for sure. Yeah, let me know if you would like an introduction. We're we're friends with those guys. Okay. Um, so a couple other things there that that I think you could potentially look into, and one is so you're probably aware that Patagonia is a one percent for the planet partner. Mm-hmm. Um, they so one percent for the planet um, has business partners. So for example, my business relish studio is, is a business partner for 1% for the planet. So 1% of our revenue goes to, uh, environmental causes, but they have uh, a list of, of certified 1% for the planet nonprofits. And those are the people to whom these businesses donate, um, you know, their, their funds for the, to, to make up their 1%. Um, so if you're not a 1%, uh, nonprofit partner, um, given your environmental slant, um, I'm sure that you could, could become one very easily. So you might check out the 1% program as well. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely, I've seen that on a lot of things and, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely on my radar. The other, uh, organization that we would love to partner with because i believe the director is he lives in netherland um pal protect our winters Mm -hmm. yep we really want to build a partnership with them uh and we just became a leave no trace authorized partner as well great Um, so we're going to be pitching that more um yeah, and then just kind of again, we always go back to grassroots, um, and like a like we mentioned, you know, people come through Netherland, but they don't know we exist because of where we're tucked away. Um, so our goal this summer, because of this ambitious staff we have, uh, is to meet people where they are. So right. to go to say the Hesse Trailhead mm-hmm. and talk to people prior to them heading out onto the trails to just remind them, you know, your impact, you you know, you being here has an impact positively or negatively Mm -hmm. uh, and we want to swing it to the positive side. So, yeah. uh, And then just providing something small that they can take, you know, um, that, that then hopefully when they come back through Netherlands, they're going to be like, let's stop at that nature center. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. Um, the other thing that you mentioned, you were having ch- some challenges getting your ad, uh, AdWords 
campaign set up through Google, you might look into Energize Colorado. Um, we are, or we've been a, a mentor at Energize uh, for the last year or so. This was a program put in place by Governor Polis and his team uh, at the onset of the pandemic to provide opportunities for uh, small businesses. And I think a nonprofit would qualify uh, as a small business. Um, uh, to gain access to mentors and um, people who can, you know, volunteer some of their time to help perhaps get your uh, AdWord campaign set up. So you might check out Energize Colorado as well um, and see if they can hook you up with somebody to help with your, um, with setting up those, you know, those campaigns for you. Yeah, definitely. And Google also, um, when you set it all up, they, they have, you can request that, like, um, but I haven't heard back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, gotcha. Now that you mentioned it. I actually have to follow up. But you basically say, like, hey, we could use some support. Uh, it goes out to whoever they partner with. Maybe it's like a, a yep. uni- university, mm-hmm. you know, where where they have expertise in that, and then they support you. But um, I hadn't heard back yet. Uh, I know it probably takes a couple of weeks and, and somebody's availability has to be there. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the takeaway being as you're trying to, uh, attack this, this phase of, uh, engagement where essentially you're, you're trying to attract people and then, um, you know, just get them into your systems and, and, and into your, your mailing list and, and enable you to, you know, build those relationships, um, just leveraging all of those assets and, and, you know, not just necessarily thinking about what kind of dollars an organization might be able to bring as a partner with, with you, but also what are the, what are the additional assets that they might have that you could tap into? Um, so mailing lists, internal marketing teams, um, product, uh, you know, uh, product opportunities in terms of, of donation of product versus, uh, uh, or even services rather than, uh, money. Um, so just really, you know, keeping your eyes and ears open for all of those opportunities that can help expand your mission and, and, uh, and drive awareness. Yeah, most definitely. I really like the idea of, of, of Eldora, um, you know, you mentioned that they are incredibly supportive of, uh, of local, local nonprofits. Um, they are trying to foster a, a lot of community, um, here in the Netherlands area. Um, and, and they do have access to, a, a you know, a rather large, uh, email list that they could leverage potentially. Um, so when you're having conversations with those guys, um, you know, really talking with them about the ways that they could expand that, uh, that positive effect that they're bringing to your organization. Um, whether that be, you know, tapping into the, the broader powder, um, assets or even just, you know, within that Eldora, um, you know, not, uh, not tiny, um, email list, uh, you know, basically just trying to figure out ways to enable you to get your message out there more effectively. Yeah, they're actually, uh, they're great. Um, it's funny cause three of the past four winters, I was a part-time employee at Eldora. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, 
And so I know him not only from uh, my introduction with Wild Bear, but then, you know, I'm standing there uh, in the retail shop selling, you know, selling goods for him. Yep. And I'd see the marketing guy and the, you know, the executive. Uh, and and they're really tapped into the community. Um, part, of, part of Netherland, I don't know if you know about this, there's the Downtown Development Authority. Uh, and yeah, one of their executives, he's on that board. Um, and I happen to work, you know, as a subcontractor for the town. So right. it's all, again, it's that small town where these dots are really easy to connect. Um, and they, they supported, you know, the food pantry, mm-hmm. um, teens Inc, you know, all of the organ. I'm I'm blown away by the number of nonprofits in Netherlands. I mean, I yeah, there are a lot of right? list off about ten of them, uh, in you know, and there's only a few thousand residents. Um, but their Play It Forward initiative was um, really cool last year, and we were a recipient of some of the funding from that. Um, so yeah, they want to see Netherlands thrive because without the town, um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they aren't as successful. Um, but I know from working up there and talking to visitors, I would always mention, like, did you stop in Ned and check out any of the shops or restaurants? Right. Uh, no, no, just passing through. And and that's the challenge in the wintertime for all the businesses in Nederland is, you know, it's a slow time and people aren't looking to stop and hang out. Um, so right, you, yeah. right. The other thing you might look at from a, a and this isn't a huge, uh, huge well, but it certainly is, is an opportunity is I know that there are a number of, of organizations, uh, businesses in the Netherlands area that do, um, roundups and things like that. So ACE does one, um, Busey, the brewery, um, there in town, they, have a program where they select a nonprofit every month, I believe. And, and, uh, any, um, you know, purchases, uh, of a specific beer go, uh, you know, they, they'll donate a dollar per, per beer to, uh, to that organization. So, you know, there are certainly a, a lot of very philanthropic and, 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 uh, helpful people in the Netherlands area. And so just, you know, kind of leveraging all of those, all that networking that you've done and all those connections that you have um, is, is a, a viable way to go, get out there and, and not only bring in revenue, but bring in uh, awareness. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because we've, again, you know, being around for 27 years in Netherlands, Jill has, has formed some incredible partnerships. Um, I could probably list, in one way or another, how each business in Ned has helped us in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So when we have our Enchanted Forest um, fundraiser in the fall, mm-hmm. usually every local business um, sponsors it or donates something. Uh, just this past weekend during the town cleanup, New Moon Bakery donated coffee and pastries uh, we're already a part of the ACE roundup. They usually do Great. that for us in, in September because that's when um, our fundraiser, it, you know, takes place. Um, who else? 
Crosscut Pizza, we actually provide coloring sheets to nice. them for the kids who are sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then we put, you know, our list of programs on the backside with like a word search. Perfect. So while they're doing the word search, the parents see the list of programs and then the coloring sheet. Um, and that not only uh, that avenue of kind of promoting Wild Bear, but they have been a, you know, a cash sponsor as well. Right. Um, yeah. And, Shannon and Peter are great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, it's just, you know, they, and like Jesse who works there has a kid who will probably, or hopefully come through Wild Bear. Um, we now have <laughs> people sending their kids to Wild Bear who Jill said are, were original wild right. bears. Yeah. And so it's starting, you know, to be multi-generational. Um, the caribou room, they provide, mm-hmm. they're going to be with the new facility that we're going to have right across the street from them. Um, we're building that partnership and hopefully going to kind of, you know, use their parking lot when we have overflow. And, mm-hmm. and at the same time, you know, it's going to, put them on the map for people who don't know about their amazing facility. Yeah. Um, they actually helped us co-host our backcountry film festival. Oh, great. Uh, the two years prior and gave us a, a break on the facility. Um, yeah. Great people. Um, great facility. You know, the town of Netherland, we have great partnerships with, uh, and we also have strategic donation boxes placed throughout town so mountain people's co-op there's one at the register there um i can't remember what other businesses we have them in now that's great um, yeah. yeah it sounds like you're doing a lot of the a lot of the right stuff have have you what what's your email list look like in terms of how many how many kids have have come through your program um you know how active are you with with your your emailing yeah, so uh, it used to be uh, very irregular. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would be Jill and I like, oh my gosh, we got to get a newsletter out. It's been a couple of months <laughs> right. since we've sent anything out. Um, but again, because we we got some funding to expand our staff, we now have a dedicated uh, kind of social media manager. Okay. And she's been... Um, really great about making sure that we're posting at least daily. Um, and then the email list, uh, making sure that we're sending, um, kind of a newsletter, uh, and it's, and and we worked with Walden Hyde in Boulder, Mm -hmm. a marketing firm who helped rebrand us, helped redesign our website, really stepped us up a notch. Uh, they kind of looked at what we were doing because we have so much to say, that sometimes it, it gets overwhelming with the amount of copy that we have in, in our newsletters. So they really helped us pare things down, be real strategic. And uh, I think our email uh, outgoing list is a little over 4,000. Okay. Um, and, and just hitting them with, you know, a very specific thing, like our volunteer event last weekend. Right. Um, or, you know, the beginning of the month, here are all the programs that are coming up. Make sure that, you know, don't miss out on, on all the exciting things. 
Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where we are. Um, we use constant contact, which a lot mm-hmm. of organizations do, which is really nice because you can get feedback on how many people engaged with it. Um, click rate, open rate, unsubscribe rate, which is always, um, interesting to see like who unsubscribed, who you thought might be, you know, <laughs> sure, somebody sure. who would, who would always want to know what we're doing, but I get that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where we are with the email campaigns. Yeah. Um, so one of the things we've been recommending and, and doing ourselves is, um, is being consistent. So that would be the first thing is just try to, to get something out very regularly. And then when you're sending email out, there are some tricks and, and things that you can employ that will help, help with engagement as well as open rates and things like that. And the first is just trying to provide something of value. So instead of just having a newsletter, for example, that has, you know, kind of nine different things that you're trying to educate people about, you know, feel free to send out uh, an email about, you know, some animal that was seen on, on the property last week and how exciting that was. And a little bit more about that animal, um, for example, um, or a a flower that's blooming right now uh, to have people keep their eyes open and, and have it just be a short, quick, like, did you know this was blooming this week? Maybe go out and, and try and find some and send us some pictures and basically try to get engagement and try and get back and forth. Um, give people a little bit of information about that, um, that animal or, or that, you know, plant that's, that's, uh, interesting. Um, and, and if you can do that and get very regular about that, um, people start to get kind of excited to see what's the, what's the newest thing that's going to be coming through. And then when you do it also just strip out all of the, all of the HTML stuff. So all of the make, make it feel like this email came from somebody in your organization. And in fact, you could kind of circle through the people in your organization and have them be, you know, the sender use constant contact, obviously, but, but make it come from a person. Mm -hmm. And, and when you do some of those things, you make these emails feel very personal. People start to feel like they have a real one-to-one kind of relationship with you and your organization, as opposed to, um, just being another person on a list. Um, so those are a couple of email tricks that you could maybe take advantage of to, uh, improve your engagement uh, on that particular platform. Yeah, that's great advice. We always, every time we're going to send one out, we always have a quick brainstorming session of, you know, the subject line is so critical. What are we going to write in the subject line to catch their attention yep. uh, or that it's not going to get filtered into spam because, um, you know, that happens pretty regularly, but yeah, no, that's great advice. Um, yeah. And subject lines, if you can use their name or even just use the word you in the sub in the subject line, that tends to help. Um, open rates, people like, people like seeing their name. And if, and if there's an email that they're scanning their inbox and it says, you know, you know, Hey, Hey Stu, here's, here's a new nature tip. I'm more inclined to, to pause on that email and then potentially open it. Uh, then if it just said, here's a new nature tip. And then, you know, the other way that you could do that is you could say, Hey Stu, here's a new nature tip for you. That also reinforces that this is something you know special for them. 
Yeah, definitely. That's great advice. I'm going to pass that along to, uh, to our social media person. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I think that coming up with a calendar in terms of, of what you're planning to do in terms of your outreach, um, you know, whether that be email or blog posts or, or, you know, Instagram or, or Facebook. I know you're on Facebook and Instagram as well and YouTube. Video goes a long way. Um, and there are ways to take and capture video and then turn that into uh, a blog post that you could then send via email that you could then also kind of chop up for social. So figuring out ways to do something once and use it a variety of different times, um, particularly for nonprofits who are, you know, they're, they're busy They're They have, don't have huge staffs. Um, you know, that those are ways to help kind of get a lot of, uh, a lot of juice out of a single, a single item. Yeah, that's a great tips. And like you said, you know, you nailed it on the head. Like it's just regularity um, and coming up with a schedule to make sure that uh, we keep them engaged without those big breaks in between. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a challenge. I mean, I, I, I face this, I've sort of doing a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, communication stuff for Netherland area trails organization. And, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to come up with something new and fresh every on a regular basis, but if you can create a calendar and, and create an, an intention and a commitment to doing something on a schedule, you'll find that, you know, if you didn't overreach, you, you can start to get comfortable with that schedule and then it makes it easier to just add another one. Um, but, but really just figuring out what you're going to commit to and then, and then sticking with that. And then the other pieces, you don't always have to be the creator of the, of the material. If you can just bring information to people's attention, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's kind of called the <clears throat> being the maven, but if you can, if you can supply people with information, that's essentially as good as being the person who, who thought it up. (laughs) Um, so if there is a great article that you found on leave no trace, for example, um, that's, you know, that's even from leave no trace. If you just can say, Hey, here's a really cool article about how to reduce your impact as you're traveling through, uh, our, our wilderness areas, um, from leave no trace and, and, link out to the article. So basically give a little bit of information about why you think it's important. Um, but you know, if you're getting the people, the information that they're interested in, um, that can be as, as, as effective and powerful as, as coming up with it yourself in, in some capacities. Yeah. And especially as things start to ramp up, um, I'm really excited that we're, we're now a leave no trace partner. Um, because people coming into the nature center who are not from Colorado, um, and even people who are from Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's not at the forefront of everyone's mind. Um, or it's like, Oh, I'll pick up that bag of dog poop when I come back. Yeah. Um, and inevitably you forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just making people know that even a banana peel on the ground is, is impactful in a negative way because that isn't, 
a normal thing that would happen here if yeah. it weren't for this human walking by. Like, yes, it'll break down, but between now and then, you know, an animal is going to get a hold of it anyway. Um, yep. Yeah. So I, I love. I mean, that's what we are. We're an education institution, and we and we want to educate the public. Uh, and the number one question people coming from out of state who are a little hesitant is usually, uh, you know, what's there to do around here or where should uh-huh. I go? Or, um, and that's the whole reason, you know, to circle back to the new nature center is like why we need that facility is because then we can, we give them that first step into the wilderness where they, where they're feeling safe and comfortable. And maybe that, that first step turns into, you know, a mile and then that mile turns into, you know, a significant hike that then leads to a 14er. And, um, you know, that progression, uh, is what we're really excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how can people find out more about wild bear? Uh, we obviously have uh, a web presence. It's www.wildbear.org. Um, all of the information of our programs and our mission and um, our staff. Uh, there's a little bit of teaser video on there of the new nature center. Uh, our history is on there as well. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, wild bear nature center. We're on Instagram. Um, also wild bear nature center. We don't utilize Twitter too much uh, or at all. I should say, um, and then if, uh, if people want to sign up for our, our regular newsletters, um, there's a way to do that on our website as well. Um, Perfect. And there's plenty of volunteer opportunities. Um, you know, we're open seven days a week. So uh, there's ways to get involved inside the Nature Center, community outreach. Um, we're always looking for new board members. Um, so, yeah, there, there are a plethora of ways to to be involved at wild bear. And we always say once a wild bear, always a wild bear. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I would encourage anyone coming through the Netherland area to look for the train and the carousel of happiness and wild bear centers right there, uh, next to those two very, very obvious landmarks there in town, (laughs) right, right in the middle of town. And I, I mean, I can't can't believe it's been almost an hour. This has been such a fun conversation and (laughs) I've really enjoyed learning more about Wild Bear. Um, I really like to end all of my shows with with an action. Um, I love having conversations and talking with people, but I ultimately really want to inspire people to get out and do something. And so if, if our listeners today got through uh, listen to our conversation and, and we're wondering what they could do, um, to be a better steward of the planet. What, what would you recommend that they do today? I always go back to, um, the three R's reduce, reuse, recycle. So the first thing reduce meaning just, you know, uh, Hyper consumerism is is rampant in our world these days. And, you know, just think about reducing the amount of stuff that you feel like you need to buy. Um, reusing things, you know, find a second purpose for the plastic bag that was given to you from the grocery store. Or uh, we love in our maker space 
reusing toilet paper rolls for kids crafts, um, those type of things. And, and, um, and then just, you know, recycle what you can. Uh, and as I've been working at wild bear, another action, uh, composting, uh, what you can reduces methane gases in the atmosphere, uh, tremendously. Um, and then one thing that I always do, uh, no matter where I am, whether it's in Netherland or Boulder or back visiting my family in Ohio, uh, I just, when I see trash on the ground, I pick it up. My mom always taught me, you know, somebody's got to pick it up. Uh, if you're walking past it and you have the ability to pick it up and dispose of it in the proper way, you know, that goes a long way. Um, so those would, be, those would be my pieces of advice. I agree. I love it. Um, thanks so much for being on the show today, Mike. It was really great talking with you. I'm excited to see where you guys head with Wild Bear. And um, I will make sure I say hi at the Farmer's Market this weekend. Cool. Thanks so much, Stu. It was really great. My first great podcast day. experience was excellent. Awesome. I'm <laughs> glad you had fun. And I'll shoot over some stuff to you here in a little bit. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it. Another great episode of Relish This. Thanks for listening. If you would like to learn more about how to apply the audience engagement cycle to expand your organization's mission, there are two things you can do. Right now, you can go to missionuncomfortablebook.com to download a copy of my book. And while you're there, you can get your purpose-driven marketing score to see where you can unearth some gold for your organization. If you'd like to listen to back episodes of the show or sign up to be a guest, go to relishstudio.com slash podcast. That's it for this week. I'll be back next week for another great episode of Relish This.